This is Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, literally the best tag team on this planet. <laughs> and you're listening to the Matt and Brindo Wrestling Show. Time we're taking over the prime time. And if you cross us, you're stepping over the fine line. But we can take this to the center of the ring. And when the bell dings, it's time to go. I'll hit the top rope while you're bleeding. No, slam me with the chair in the back of your head. Put you through a table, now you're thinking you're dead. As I climb the ladder and reclaim the belts, you're going home with a face full of welts. We came to win. Well, you better know it's Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. Welcome to another episode of Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. I'm Brendan Creasy. I'm Matt Benson. And we have our guest, Hal Lublin, is back with us. Hal, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Thanks Thank for coming for back. Thank you for being back. Sure. Um, so what, it, what, it, what, it, what have you been up to? It sounds like you've been pretty busy with uh, the uh, your, your various podcasts. Yes, yes. I've been a guest on as many podcasts as will have me. And uh, Thrilly Adventure Hour, uh, we're, we're winding down to our last monthly show in L.A., that's going to be uh, in April, cool. and so we're we're we've got some exciting announcements coming up soon. And I'm also going to be hitting the road with the Welcome to Night Vale folks and doing some of uh, the shows on their live tour, um, especially the one in Philadelphia, which is my hometown. So awesome. I'm very excited. Awesome. Now this is the part of the show where since this is our We've relaunched the Matt and Brendo's wrestling show as we, Matt and Brendo, are on the road to WrestleMania 31. Um, are you going to get a chance to attend? Oh, I I wish. I I thought about it. I really thought hard about getting tickets, but uh, I'm not going to be there live. I, I I will be watching at home. Cool. So what are your uh, just before we before we before we go down our our discussion of Fastlane? What are your are you how are you feeling currently about the WWE just so I can get a gauge cuz it's a very mixed world out there right now. I, I think it's I look I, I don't think they're at the at one of their creative peaks um booking wise or 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 just general storyline wise. Yeah. Um I'm I'm sure like every fan I think there are guys who are being overutilized and underutilized but uh I I think this is the time of year where things pick up and uh that was the thing about about Fastlane for me. I know we're not getting into it just yet, but it felt like a lot of it was just sort of setting the table for mm-hmm. WrestleMania rather than it being a standalone show that builds excitement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 that's why I I thought they were gonna do a, be a little bit different because I feel like in the previous years it was Elimination Chamber and that was specifically setting up WrestleMania. I guess I guess we just have to that's just how it is. The pay-per-view before WrestleMania is basically a commercial for WrestleMania. Sure, basically, I think. And I guess that's just the way it is except now there's no longer the Elimination Chamber. Although I think it's it was a good decision cuz Elimination Chamber last year wasn't very good at all. But a lot of that was. I don't remember it being good for a few years, to be honest. When was the last really I, good one? I didn't watch. I mean, I last year was the first one I watched in a long time because I. Yeah. I didn't really get back into wrestling until right before WrestleMania 29. Mm. 
That was my re-entry. Yeah. But I felt like like it just it's it's too much. You know that nothing huge is going to happen because they they have by the time that 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 pay per view is there, like WrestleMania is pretty much set. You know, and like they're they're already if like nothing comp- totally drastic is going to happen because they've already they've been setting up the WrestleMania storylines since Royal Rumble. It's 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 almost like that. This if there's going to be a pay per view that they should drop, it would be the one right before. WrestleMania to kind of help. Don't would you agree? Like that maybe that would help build that anticipation to WrestleMania. I don't know. That's something I thought about the other day. Uh, I mean, I I think that that's a valid point. I, I do think there was a time, and it's kind of unfair to compare anything to the Attitude Era because it kind of yeah. stands on its own island, just the same yeah. way that the Hulkamania era did, um, and then that sort of <laughs> excuse me early '90s period, but. Uh, you know, I, I remember in 2000 and 2001, the No Way Out pay-per-views, which was the, the February pay-per-view at that time, 2001 in, in particular, uh, you know, you knew that, that the main event of WrestleMania was going to be Rock Austin, mm-hmm. the rematch. Um, and they'd been building to that for months, probably most notably the, the six-man Hell in the Cell uh, from Armageddon in 2000. But that that card had... A really great main event with with Rock Angle, where they where they moved the title over to the Rock, and mm-hmm. it had the blow off of the Triple H Austin feud. So it felt right. like they were getting closure on other things while building towards uh, towards that show. And, and this year feels like like we all knew it was going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns most likely, or maybe a triple threat. Um, yeah, I was worried about a triple threat as we talked about last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it feels like. Like a lot of the card is coming together really quickly. Like they're 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 gonna say yeah, that's true. That's this true. now. You know, a, a lot of stuff is is just sort of getting thrown in, and I that that's feels like a shame. Yeah, it because I and I and they I get that they have they do that a lot for other. So that's what I'm saying for other pay per views. I get it. There's four weeks to prepare, so sometimes things get thrown in at the very last minute. Like, but for WrestleMania, I feel like they're they're like I just, I just, I mean, again, like you can't go back and compare, but it just seems like common sense to me that WrestleMania, these should be feuds that have been going on longer than three weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's WrestleMania, and again, I, I don't know what it's like. I can't imagine what that must be like for the WWE writers when you have to write twelve pay-per-views a year, you have to write two weekly shows, you have to. There's, there's so much more. That's why you can't you can't you get you can't compare it to especially to like as like people try to compare try to be like oh like it's not like the old days and like yeah because the old days they were writing for four pay per views a year and it was just a completely different model but four pay per views a year in what two hours a week as opposed to how well, many I mean I mean when I was a kid it was completely it was a completely different model the only reason the TV shows existed were to sell the pay-per-views I mean that was when we were getting you were lucky if you got a like a name versus a name on TV that was a big deal um, none of that happened none of the, the 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 world we as we know it didn't really exist until the Monday night shows happened because before that you were getting jobber matches and a whole lot of guys telling you 
either buy tickets to the pay-per-view or buy tickets to your local arena show. So it's totally different now, and there's so much... That's where it's just this double-edged sword where now that Raw is three hours... They'll never not. It'll never not be three hours because now they would. That would be so much money that they're losing if they go back to two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, now and and but then that's where things like the network. That's where NXT is cool because it can be an hour show. They're not relying on advertising, and I hope it stays at an hour because it makes you want to watch next week. Whereas with Raw, like they they're 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 stretching. Everything possible. I don't know. Now I sound like the internet. Um, <laughs> well, you are the internet. You're you're a podcast. That's true, we're a podcast on the internet. That is very I, true. And I don't want to do a quick sidebar about No Way Out, by the way. Yeah. Just because Hal brought it up a while ago. When I was a kid, my parents had the uh, the Kevin Costner movie No Way Out on VHS, and I would always see it. And I would always want it to be one year of the pay-per-view. And, it, of course, it never was. It's a VHS. It doesn't change. But it was just a consistent source of disappointment in my young life, That seeing that VHS on the shelf all the time. Sorry, Damn I just wanted to do that. Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah, getting, getting young Matt Benson's hopes up constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Well, uh, so, so let's – I mean, nothing – We I was – Let's see. So we're, Benson and I are going to be. We just. I just wanted to plug this again real quick. Benson and I are going to be up at. Um, we'll probably do another episode between now and WrestleMania to actually talk about the WrestleMania card once it's finalized. Because I guess how you brought up a good point. It is. We are like 30 days outside of WrestleMania, and we really. The card is speculation. There, there's only like two announced matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there is something to be. I, I don't know I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, there's two announced matches, but there's also there's a lot of I would think. Well, like yeah, I mean, there's a lot of assumed matches, but that's where again, like it it feels. You shouldn't yeah, you shouldn't have to assume. It feels like it shouldn't be that way. I get because I just remember. I, get, I I I just talked about how we can't compare it to when we we're a kid, but <laughs> as a kid, like you knew what was going to be on that pay per view, like like way like. Even when they switched to monthly pay-per-views, I feel like they the the feuds lasted longer and there were more of them. And but I feel like they're trying to do more things. They're if you but you have to watch like to watch feuds happening. You have to watch every show. You have to watch main event. Which I don't know what happened. I think there must have been some kind of dispute with uh, Hulu. But main event is no longer live on the WWE Network on Tuesdays. And it's now published on Hulu only. I mean, they publish it on uh, on on um, on uh, on the network, but it's like a week later. So there must. I think Hulu was probably like, "Hey, wait, we were contracted for this show. Now you're putting it on your own network too. Wait a minute." I. It seems to me like WWE did not forgot completely when they invented the network that they already had a contract with Hulu. <laughs> Because yeah. <laughs> that's why there's not. Because I remember very clearly there in the advertisements it was the night after you're going to be able to watch Raw. Like there was going to be a 24-hour yeah. delay, and 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 that immediately went away because Hulu's like, hey hey guys, hey uh, hey we have that's, that's exactly our deal. <laughs> we have a deal with you. So I guess now they're just going to wait for their Hulu contracts to run out before they can. I don't know, but but main event they've been doing some. Like a lot of stuff on it, like 
For instance, um, the Lucha Dragons from NXT have been on the last two main event shows. Um, they the primetime players teamed up together on main event. Um, yeah, they, 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 and then they showed up randomly on Raw just like to to find out how. Watch main event. Yeah, <laughs> took me back. <laughs> yeah, they. Person since the last time he was on TV too. It's crazy. He's like well, twice as big. In the beard. He has been off TV for like a year. Yeah. It's, I still don't understand why. I mean, I get taking somebody off TV, but they took Darren Young off TV with no explanation, and like um, Titus turned on him, and then he was just gone. Was he like, hurt? Maybe was that? I think he was hurt. I think at some point in there, there might have been an injury, but. I think he also, they think they kind of Zack Ryder'd him a little bit. Like, <laughs> there was a rumor going around for a while that he was the bunny in... Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. But after watching it, I'm, I don't know, I've watched some, I've watched a lot of <laughs> videos on YouTube <laughs> comparing different... I'm pretty sure that it, it was different people at certain points because there was a couple times where I'm almost positive it's just, it was Justin Gabriel because like, his... When he did the splash, that was Justin Gabriel's splash. But then there's other times where I'm pretty sure it was Sami Zayn. Right. Just based on his mannerisms. But I think originally it seemed like the plan was going to be that it was going to be Darren Young because originally the bunny was going after Titus. Yeah. And then I think at some point they just decided not to do that. And yeah, it, seems, it feels like they dropped it now. I don't know what... a small-scale anonymous raw GM situation. Oh, I got. We gotta get somebody that was a writer, cause I just want to know, like, how does that happen? Like, when it seemed like for a while they had these, they had like a serious storyline going on with a bunny, and and then it was just like, bunny's gone, no more bunny, and now like, they have, they've been doing this storyline where I guess it's a storyline where the the rosebuds are like not, they're they they're not, they're like feuding with oh, Adam well. Rose, but then. Yeah. Sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. I I don't understand what's going on with the rosebuds. Yeah, he just he just uh, I mean, he just never got over with the crowd, and I think they've just not I mean, not lazy booking, but like how much time are they gonna spend on on that version of the character before they just say this isn't working? We need to repackage him. I feel like that moment's got to be happening really soon if it hasn't already. Yeah. And I think with these storylines too, it's because they're, they're just constantly doing stories. They don't really have time to test things out, really. So I think a lot of these things are just them testing out the story, and that's why they get dropped because they didn't work. I think that's probably what happened with the buddy. But I just there's too many rant like I, I there's too many for them to not have like I feel like there's no excuse not to have a story for every match, and and there's just so many raws where. Like, why is there this random match? You got too much. Three hours to fill. They got nothing left, Brenda. They got nothing in the tank. <laughs> I guess it's just it's, and 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 now you got this whole there's a there's a movement happening with the divas. Um, their whole there's like a hashtag give divas a chance. Yeah. Um, there was whoa. Speaking of that, I don't know if you guys saw it. So Stephanie McMahon. Tweeted the um in response to the uh, it was Pat- Patricia Arquette's Oscars. She's tweeted, "Thank you, Patricia Arquette, for supporting equal pay for women." 
And then AJ Lee promptly replied to Stephanie McMahon <laughs> saying, hey, um, the women in your own organization make a small percentage of what the men make, even though they sell just as much, if not more, merchandise, and their matches are rated, are sometimes the highest rated segments on, like, Raw. So, um, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> and you yeah. could tell that there probably was a moment where, like... I could just imagine this scenario where Stephanie McMahon was ready to just, like, murder AJ Lee, and then <laughs> somebody had to, like, talk her down. Maybe it was Hunter. Maybe it was her dad. And then the response is just, thank you, AJ. We will take that into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> well, and Vince used the hashtag, too. He used yeah. the, the chance. And he said, stay tuned. So yeah. I don't know what that means, Um on main event, it meant that there was another two-minute Paige and Emma match against against the Bellas. So, and yeah, on Raw we had a two-minute uh, tag team Bellas versus Paige. Oh my Paige gosh! Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, well, I mean, right now, how do you, what do they do with the Divas? Because right now it's just a commercial for Total Divas. Like they're barely even wrestling. Uh, yeah, it's a shame because they have a lot of talent in that division. And even the yeah. Bellas have improved significantly. Nikki. In... I've been trying to tell this to Matt, but he doesn't believe me. I'll improved. I still think Nikki still has a ways to go. I, Nikki's a pretty strong heel, though. She plays yeah. that, that role well, and she continues to improve in the ring. But, I mean, again, how good is she going to get as a wrestler when you're giving her two-minute matches? And and they're not even you know. And the announcers aren't even putting them over. They're talking about a TV show the whole time, or they're yeah. talking about, or basically like, I don't know. I every time I try, every time I try and tell people that the WWE has gotten a lot more progressive since the the since the 90s or the 80s, um, then one of my friends will watch a Divas match and be like, what, what are you talking about? Because it's just, <laughs> this woman's crazy and this woman's crazy and they're all crazy. Yeah, that's or, their go-to angle for every Diva is they're crazy. And, like, the book... It's and, and it, it makes me it makes me worried for because they have some amazing... And then they have the women's division in NXT is phenomenal. Yeah. And... Yeah. I'm just like, are they just going to ruin all of these girls? Like, because, I mean, having watched NXT for the last couple years, because I started watching um, NXT along with when I start when I got back in, just because it was on Hulu, um, and watching Bailey and Charlotte, like, they have improved in leaps and bounds, and now, like, they're some of the best female wrestlers out there. And now there's a rumor that Charlotte's going to be involved in a WrestleMania Divas match, which again, that WrestleMania Divas match, they what is that going to be like? That's the bathroom break, right? That's how no, they're, they're that's and that's how they're going to treat it. Yeah, and I think this yeah. is this, this is the kind of thing where that you see where this is something where Lucha Underground or, or or I mean TNA I feel had a chance but kind of blew it to kind of grab an audience because they actually are treating women's wrestling seriously. Yeah, and well, it, it's it's really great to watch when you see. For that. example, I just watched. I, I'm a week behind on Lucha Underground, but Ivelisse wrestled that dude from South Africa, Angel Angelico, yeah. and it was like a real match. It was awesome. Yeah. It reminded me of like a Candice LeRae match, yeah. and I'm like, 
okay, so these guys are doing this right. Like, that's how you book women's wrestling, and it's not a joke. Because if you, if you treat it like a joke, people are going to respond as if it's a joke, and that's kind of the hole that WWE has dug themselves in, and I don't know how they're going to dig themselves out of it. What do you guys think? Uh, it's just gonna take. It's just gonna take time and the right booking, like like it did before. I mean, the, even even when the women were more prominently featured in in the late '90s, it took it took a while before the actual wrestlers like Lita and Trish Stratus and Molly Holly and Victoria, uh, Jazz, like all all those women came and made it a legit division mm-hmm. and made the most out of the time they had until. You know, you have Trish Stratus and Lita uh, main eventing a Raw. It could it could happen again, and they have the talent to do it now. Yeah, um, they have the talent, but do they do they have the interest? Because I think uh, Total Diva Total Diva seems to be doing fine. There, mm-hmm. they. I mean, it's just it's only now that fans have started making any kind of real organized response to say that they want more women's wrestling treated more seriously. So, I mean, well, I think we're at the point where WWE can't ignore it. No. Yeah. You you I mean look it's a look, look at uh, the the intercontinental title and sort of how that's kind of fallen in value how they yeah. book it and how they book the person with it is going to tell you a lot about how you're supposed to feel about the championship and how important it is yeah. and the talent is there to to make a really good intercontinental uh, title chart or depth chart um, <laughs> if you will. And the same thing with the Divas. They have they have arguably more talent now between the main roster and NXT than they've ever had. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's their ball to to drop because if you give people nothing more than two minute matches, then you you can't be surprised when they don't get over as a serious uh, wrestling division. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Look at the history of a certain title, and it'll because it'll have a chart of every single, like you're saying, it'll have a chart of every single person that ever won. Yeah, it's a real well. It's a real. It's a good time kill for any wrestling fans out there. Ever at work and you want you want to do something sneakily over your uh, oh, dude, Wikipedia articles about wrestling were how I survived my cubicle life. Let me tell you. Listen, go to go to sporkle.com, and you can take quizzes where they ask you. Give me every every uh, intercontinental champion in order. I, I do it at home because I I I want to be isolated and really be able to concentrate on it. But it's a great uh, it's a great challenge. <laughs> and you go, oh yeah, I for, I forgot that they had the title. Yeah. yeah, Pedro Morales. That's right. That's the name I forgot. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into the. Uh, um, well, real quick, I just wanted to give a give a shout to WrestleCon. They just announced their the big WrestleCon show, um, the actual wrestling show that they're doing WrestleMania week is is now they're like it's almost sold out. So if you, anybody's gonna come up, they should definitely it's definitely something to purchase. And we I think I think that would be a good time to do a MBWS meetup if anybody's gonna be there. So. If you're going to be there, hit us up, go to our website, hit the contact button, or just go to our Facebook page. Let us know, because that would be cool. And I'm still super excited. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be there, and now there's rumors that Samoa Joe, because Samoa Joe is making his Ring of Honor debut, like, next week. And so now there's rumors that he's going to be at some some of the indie shows at WrestleMania week. And also, there's a the big rumor is that Triple H is 
I'm looking to give him an NXT tryout. But I don't don't know if he'll do it right away because right now he's got his prime, like, he can get the most money he can possibly get for his indie bookings. So maybe he'll just do that for a while. Do you think it would be better for him to come to WWE now that CM Punk is not there, since we've already kind of you we've seen the big Samoa Joe CM Punk match. Yeah, I think it's actually maybe a good thing that he's coming now that CM Punk's gone. I mean, I don't know. I would have liked to see them have that feud in WWE. I mean, on a on that level of a scale, but I also would would worry as to. I mean, those matches are some of the best matches, like of the recent years. I I watched that was. I remember the reason I. One of the the way the reason I got into um, I actually did some tape trading like in the in that and there was there were still tapes yeah. at that period and that was the first time I ever did a tape trade was for the for one of the Joe Punk matches. Do you remember what you traded? Um, was, it, was it No Way Out with Kevin Costner? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you duped him. <laughs> I actually had. Um, I had, I had the Samoa Joe tape. I was like, finally I can see no way out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I but actually I had a I had a couple tapes that I had bought at um, Comic Con back in like the late '90s. I had some some of the King of the Death tournament tapes. Like I had the I had the mate the big one with. Terry Funk and Cactus Jack in the main event, and then I had a couple other ones that I bought for like ten dollars at Comic Con back when you could still buy bootleg stuff at Comic Con. Um, but yeah, so I, I I traded that, and then I found out about that you could actually just download these movies, videos, and stuff. So that was my first and only experience with tape trading. So um so yeah so WrestleCon go to wrestlecon.com they got the um they haven't announced any new matches for the card but it's a it's pretty stacked it's a lot of great talent I'm again I'm really excited about Juice and Thunder Liger although I <laughs> I I was watching some of the um that, then I was thinking because I I tweeted about like how long I've been watching Juice and Thunder Liger and I'm like Juice and Thunder Liger is really old for like especially for like a High flyer, and then I watched some of his like newer matches. He's definitely had to tone down his style. So while it might not be like '95 um, Pillman Liger, Jushin Liger, it's still gonna be cool to see Jushin Liger. Yeah. Um, even though it's it, it really looks like he's on his last legs, but that's why I'm I feel I'm I'm glad that we get to see him. Jeez. He's 50. <laughs> yeah, he's 50 years old. <laughs> yeah, I just saw myself. <laughs> That'd be like if your dad could do a freaking like do a moonsault <laughs> off the top rope. Because <laughs> like he could have grandkids. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, should we talk about the fast card? Yeah, let's talk about fast lane. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's start at the bottom here. So. <laughs> So the first match, which we're getting a rematch of at uh, SmackDown, um, yeah, and we've—I feel like I've, again, as we talked about last week on the preview for this, uh, we've seen this match about a million times in some form or another. Um, yeah. Was this the six-man tag? Seth Rollins, Kane, Big Show, defeating Dolph Ziggler, Ryback, and Eric Rowan. Um, I actually missed like the finish to this match because I—I I tried—I tried to pause. Um, 
on the WWE Network, and apparently you can't do that when it's live. It's not like TiVo. Huh. Because I paused it, and then when I hit replay, it, like, skipped up to where the pay-per-view was. Like, it didn't... What were you doing, Brenda? What, what, what was more important to you than wrestling? What was I doing? I think I was... I think I had, like... I, I, I got a crock pot, and I've been cooking stuff. <laughs> and I, I mistimed my... Crock pot, so that it wasn't. I, I thought it was going to be ready before the paper. See, started. Real, a, a real fan would have timed it out right. I tried to. Hey, I'm, I'm just. I'm still new at the crock pot. Okay. <laughs> well, and, the good thing, uh, you won't burn anything with that crock pot. You can probably just leave it running. Yeah, that's what I discovered. I'm like, okay, this is probably fine. But uh, what, so did, I, what did you think I, of this match, though, guys? Well, I mean, wasn't it? I was just all for. Orton returning, right? Like, that was kind yeah. of the whole purpose yeah. of it. Yeah, I mean, I think the heat came off of this a long time, time ago. Yeah. Very, very long. Like, maybe, arguably, before they were fired and brought back way before that. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. got to, like, th- this SmackDown match has to be the... Like, it's got to... There's got to be a blow-off for this feud <laughs> soon because they're all doing different things. Ryback's going to be in uh, in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. Presumably, that's where Kane and Big Show are going to be slotted. Um, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with with Rollins, but he like he and Ziggler are the two most over guys in that match. Like Rollins, one of those guys who he's not he's not a terrible talker. He's not a, a bad wrestler either, but he's just the crowd is not into him, and that's more that's not necessarily any fault of his, but. It just like it's just it just doesn't work anymore, and it's and it, I think it it's gonna threaten to make um, Dolph Ziggler stale. And, and and like you said, Matt, the whole the whole point of the match was for Orton to come back and and give all the heels RKO's. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it was just kind of disappointing. I was glad it was an early match, yeah. so they kind of got it out of the way. Yeah, I I I, it, I it came like, back right when I came back right when Orton was chasing Rollins, and and so now, but now like after watching Raw, like um, I guess they're kind of doing a slow Orton face turn, or maybe oh, they're gonna cares. that's gonna Jesus Christ! I don't oh, even know what they're doing. I know you don't care at all about Orton. I just don't or, want face they, Orton. Radio- Randy Orton comes on the screen and it's some weird effect. My eyes gloss over. Like I just start hearing like a weird murmur in my ears. I just cannot focus on anything that's happening on the screen when Randy Orton is there. Well, they need to freshen up his character. It's just been a really long time. And face or heel, he's basically the same guy. So, like, I mean, Cena, Cena's basically the same guy too, but he's super over all the time. And you want him... If he were heel, you know it would be different. So that's kind of what what drives a lot of fans to want him to turn. With Orton, you're getting the same guy, and he's yeah. talented and can have good matches. But uh, you know, I, I was kind of the same way. I didn't really, I, I didn't miss him a ton while he was gone because no. I wouldn't have known where to put him. <laughs> I forgot he existed while he was gone. It was just that's that's the impression he had on me. He's Schrodinger's Orton. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Literally, you can hear it on last week's show. Brenda was like, you know, Orton's been gone for a while. I was like, oh, shit. Orton, or, I forgot he existed. Yeah. Uh, 
rough. Uh, gold, the, the Dust, the Dust Brothers, the Dusty Boys. They're up next, though. What do, what do we all think of that match? Well, I had a quick question for you guys before we move on. Um, can you guys explain to me why Ryback is so over? I don't know uh, what happened. It felt like we were just about to get rid of him. And all I, of thought, sudden, I know. Did people just forget that he sucked? Like, <laughs> You know what? Honestly, his, his heel turn was never super successful for him. But to his credit, he never stopped acting like he belonged in the main event. So like, for a guy who 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 in his promos talks about reading the secret, he really like lives by that book. Like, super like positive in terms of like whatever his character is, he's gonna do it. He's gonna come out. He's gonna be confident. And and all the stuff around Survivor Series, he got white hot. And he, I was looking at it like he kind of deserves this. And now now that he's he's kind of got this renewed push, but. Again, they don't have room for him. If you put him in a in a feud with Rusev, which they did briefly, and they kind for of minute, afforded yeah. it, like yeah. you, you're not going to put him over Rusev. You, why why would you do that? You spent almost a year building him, building Rusev up. So it's again, it's like they they get him creatively to a point where the crowd's into him. But what's next? And that, I think that's a big issue that that they have in creative right now. And and like you said, they're taxed, but. You you gotta have a plan a few months down the road that that you can deviate from if you need to, but have a plan. It just feels like there's no plan for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think what's next for him is he injures someone even worse than he did Punk. <laughs> the, way, the way he's been wrestling, the way he wrestles. I mean, I I feel like that's kind of inevitable if if they're gonna keep putting him in. My one problem with Ryback is I still think the shell shock is like the stupidest finisher. <laughs> It's just a backdrop, but he marches around a little bit. Like, I don't know. Is it because his head is, like, in their stomach? Does that make it extra, like, is he, like, delivering some kind of headbutt thing? Is that, why it's, is, that, is that why it's pun? I just don't understand how that's a finisher. I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's normally, like... He's showing how strong he is. He is really strong. Guy, right. If you could lift him up and walk him around like that... How much is it going to hurt when you intentionally slam him backwards yeah. into the mat? But that being said, there are there are many finishers that are that are better. Yeah. All right. Um. So let's let's moving on to the gold dust to the gold dust stardust feud. Now, it seems to me like there where might we might finally get our Dustin Cody WrestleMania match. I mean, it seems like that's what this is leading to here. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I hate to steal from another podcast, but uh, I, I don't know if you guys have listened to Jim Ross's podcast, his breakdown. He had uh, Hurricane Helms on, who made a great point about this match, which is it seemed pointless to have Goldust basically be Dustin Rhodes and not come out and, and try and out-crazy Stardust. Yeah, I, t- I was really hoping he was going to do that. Like, I was like, oh, we're going to get, like... Yeah, I I agree, totally agree with that. That just yeah, I mean, he's, now he's just he's just Dustin Rhodes in makeup. Like he's not. I I don't see where what the what, what's the angle here. I mean, exactly. It's a missed opportunity, and and Cody Rhodes is a really good wrestler, and he's way into his character, and and it's yeah. like all the ingredients are there, but it also feels like too little, too late. Does the does the crowd really care, or yeah. or was it just that that crowd sucked? Because they were a pretty yeah. bad crowd. Like, crowd yeah. was pretty dead the whole time, and I didn't, 
I, I, I which is weird because it was. I mean, it's freaking Memphis. Like I, I, I guess Memphis has lost its luster. I don't know for yeah. wrestling. They wanted Jerry to run into the ring. Well, it's crazy because I was just. I just watched like last the other day. I watched a Nitro from Memphis in '96, and when I forgot like how over. Jeff Jarrett is in Memphis because when he came out there, you would have thought it was Hulk Hogan in '85. Like that crowd went crazy <laughs> for Jeff Jarrett, and then they they were going crazy for Jimmy Hart, and he was a heel at the time. Like they love their guys, and I guess if you're not one of their people, they they're not interested. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I got a I got a conspiracy theory about why the crowd wasn't into it. So during the kickoff, Booker T talked about eating Memphis ribs, and he was worried how he had sauce on them. We all know Memphis is a dry rub town. Maybe they were, uh, they were upset by that blunder, and uh, and it really it just turned them for the night. That is a that is a Downton Abbey type conspiracy <laughs> <Yeah>. theory. <laughs> that's 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 my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, I, I want to talk about the pre-show briefly, um, yeah. just because, and it, and it kind of uh, relates to, I th- what I think was the next match on the card was it was the next match Ambrose and Barrett. Do I have that? Uh, it, was, uh, Tyson, it was Tyson and Cesaro against Usos. All right, I'll save it for for the Ambrose and, and Barrett. Uh, okay. And Barrett bit, but it, it had one of the best. Uh, you know, those pre shows are really good. People should watch them. They're, yeah, I, they're, like, they're, I like I like the pre shows. Yeah, there, there's so much. The, the great thing about the WWE Network, uh, despite the fact that they they don't have main event, despite the fact that the Raws are whatever it is, six months behind. Is their, their pre and post show stuff is fantastic. It's awesome when but they, they don't they stopped I, I I don't understand why they stopped doing the post show stuff. They really don't do that anymore. Well the the rumble one was like a slumber party. Everybody was just gig like the rock couldn't make his promo. Oh my god, I, that was so like oh my god. At what point do you just be like, alright, cut it. We're done. Like, um but uh, I miss the 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 post those like press conference style ones they were doing for a few pay per views. Those were the best. Like, cause I re- I just remember there were a few times where the Shield, like Ambrose, that was when I learned to love Dean Ambrose, cause <laughs> his there his, I was just like this guy is just doing whatever he feels like doing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it also I it does give me a little bit of hope because um I'm glad Corey Graves is really good at what he's doing. Fantastic, really. and I'm glad that they managed to discover that talent because I'm hoping maybe it'll make Alex Riley go away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just about to say. At least in this one, he replaced Alex Riley. I'm not an Alex Riley fan. Yeah, do you, how do you uh, feel about how? Because I think it's I, pretty I, clear where Brenda and I posted. I, I like him on NXT. I think he's okay. Um, I like David Otunga too. I like they have a yeah. decent. They have this sort of slate of guys who are. Decent talkers and pretty good analysts. I think Corey Corey Graves is pretty uh, is pretty good among them. You could you could probably pop him up to to Raw or SmackDown or even main event now, and and he would swim just fine. Yeah, definitely. I really like just to talk about the announced teams for a second. I, Michael Cole is not a bad. He's not a terrible announcer, but he you know he's. Not really doing anything to sell the matches. I think JBL is the best guy. I love JBL. I think he's great. I just, um, I wish, I don't think it's their fault that like because they just get fed of most of what they have to talk about and stuff. 
Sure. Some of the things that the people blame them for, I don't think it's their fault. I I do think yes. that. Sorry, well, Benson, go ahead. Well, I think I think Michael Cole is, is just he's a real company man. I think I think he he gets fed this stuff and he he. I don't think he really tries to go off script as much as Sonny might because I think he has a job that he's going to do and that's what they tell him to say, so that's what he's going to say. Yeah. That's the feeling I that's usually true. get out of him. I, I just, I, I, it's, it's, it's weird because like on, even on NXT, it's such a, it's such a different world where because they're actually talking about, they put over everybody in NXT. Like I feel like because of the announcers, I buy what are those two dudes' names that are the tag team champions right now? Like, they were jobbers. The Kid and Cesaro? No, no, an, uh, sorry, an NXT, oh, the oh, NXT um, tag team champions. Um, Buddy, oh. Buddy something and... Exactly. Can't Buddy Murphy and this other dude. And, like, but part of the reason why I... Like, I, I would say 50% of the reason why they're... Like, they actually work as tech is because the announcers put them over from the beginning. Even when they were jobbers, they're like, these guys have a lot of potential, and here's why. And, like, you got Jason Albert, like, talking about how, yeah, I see these guys in the performance center. They're the hardest working guys. And, like, Corey Graves was like, yeah, when I was in the ring with them, they're really good. And, like, and whereas if this had been on SmackDown, you'd have JBL going, who are these clowns? What are these guys' names, Michael? Like, and, like, well, that's funny. Like, if everybody's doing it, like, like that's just... Um, Very unprofessional, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I turned it. I got. Is that your crockpot calling? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sick words. Telling me like the barbecue is burning, <laughs> Brenda. Yeah. But so I, I just feel like it's. I feel like half the reason why the ascension aren't over is because the the announcers. I get. I get that you can have JBL burying people. I feel like that's that's appropriate. But when. Everybody, like nobody's putting o- putting them over. Sorry, Benson, you broke up there. What? Oh, I was agreeing with you. Okay. Yeah, I feel like half the problem with the ascension is that they're getting buried every time they go out there. Yeah. They they could work a little bit. Uh, I don't know if stiffer is the word. They could work a little bit more snug. Yeah. Because when they beat that, like uh, I love the fall of man. I think it's a really it's a really cool. Finish. It reminds me of the total elimination, which is my favorite tag team move, like ever. Yeah, uh, but th- when they beat down on a guy, it like it looks like they are fake beating down on a guy. Yeah, like, I mean know, they, not, they need to be brutal. Yeah, especially if you're trying, if they're trying to be on like a on a Road Warriors level. Like you watch those guys. They the reason why the Road Warriors were just because they were stiff as fuck. Like. Yep. Like they were just beating. They were just like like you watch when you watch animal like chopping a dude. Like you were just like that guy is gonna have some bruises in the morning. And and yeah, a lot of people didn't like to work with them because of that. But that's also what made them who they were. Like they were the guys. Like you you. I just remember as a kid, like I was terrified because like those guys just. They, they were fierce, and they beat the crap out of people, and I get that that's what they're trying to do with the Ascension, but yeah, you're right. They do have a little bit to go as far as their work rate, but then, uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's going to Then now they got the Lucha Dragons coming over, and they actually they had a really good match on main event. Was it main event or SmackDown? I think it was main, yeah, main event just this past week with Cesaro and Kid. Like, it was a really good match. It was a 15-minute like they they had control most of the time and it was a good finish and so that and and makes me happy to see those kind of things happening just 
then and I so then I'll be mist, I'll be mystified when the Lucha Dragons get buried in a few weeks. I don't I don't <laughs> I mean uh, I, I don't want to be cynical, but uh, speaking of Cesaro and Kid, uh, yeah. they are. I love them as a team. They're my favorite. Yes. They're they're amazing. Yeah, let's talk like, about let's talk about this match. So yeah, they're, they're two great wrestlers. Um, neither of whom was was over particularly. Uh, you know, at the yeah. at the time they were yeah. put together, and t- sometimes teams like that feel more transitional. But they really it feels like creative, and those two guys have sort of gone all in on it. And I, I think they should call themselves the uh, the Brass Ring Society. That's just me. Yeah, they um, had those shirts. They wore like one match, and then yeah. I wonder if those were those like were that. I wonder whose idea that was because it seemed like it seemed like one. It was I. I don't think those were official WWE shirts because they're basically ripping off Bullet Club shirts, and I. So they, I think they maybe made those themselves. I don't know, but they were <laughs> awesome. Totally possible, but like. They're really um, the chemistry that they have as a team yeah. is pretty sick for it's phenomenal. For like, the, and the, I love their like jokes, like they're they're like they're like bromance kind of thing they got yeah. going on, and yeah, and it's and it gives two divas uh, something to do also. Two yeah. really talented divas, so it's nice to have like the Usos are are uh, who are their opponents at Fastlane. In case you haven't seen it, uh, people yeah. listening. Um, the, the Usos are a great tag team. I don't think they're going anywhere. They're going to be a top-of-the-card kind of team. It makes sense. They don't really need the titles right now. Yeah. So to give it to those guys and let them run with it, I, I, I would really be excited to see to see where they go. And, and I know that, that that feud is not necessarily over. Um, but for, for like a first match, it was, it was great. It did, there, there was nothing in it that I... That I uh, it didn't feel like there was anything missing. Probably could have been a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was the, them giving. Well, I was. This was my first. This is where I was. I got into the card because I was like, oh wow, they gave the titles. They're actually because with some of these teams that they put together, you never know how long they're gonna last. Because you know, you got your Slater Gators, you got your other, <laughs> you got I miss Slater Gator, you got your Rybaxels. You got like those kind of teams, and like, yeah. I'm like, so are Cesaro and Kid just another team that they're throwing together? Or are they actually gonna do something with these guys? And when and and so seeing them win the titles kind of really perked me up, and I was and it was a great match. So this is what I was on board with the show. Um, yeah. And then we have the so then that leads us into um, Bad News Barrett defeating Dean Ambrose via DQ. Yeah. To retain the Intercontinental Championship, so I think they're stretching this out. It seems like, but now, now I don't know what they're doing with the Intercontinental Championship. I, I feel like they're leading to a four-way match at WrestleMania, for for sure. Yeah. Um, and after <laughs> I read some SmackDown spoilers just to prepare for this show because people are acting like Daniel Bryan's career is over, which are, to me seems like an overreaction. <laughs> like, I read this, people, everybody's posting this article from Dave Meltzer where he basically, like, it's almost like a eulogy for Daniel Bryan. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> like, I mean, I, uh, I, I like, I agree with a lot of what he's saying, but I also want to, I feel like be, the nature of the business tells us that anything can happen between, I mean, if 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 you were if 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 nobody could have predicted that 
I mean, Daniel Bryan basically willed himself into the main event last year, WrestleMania. So for somebody that is capable of doing that, I will never be like, oh, that's it for Daniel Bryan. He's going to be in the mid-card forever now. But that's like, I feel like everybody, everything I read right now, that's basically, the internet has agreed that that's what it is. And I, I don't agree. I don't, I don't, maybe that's just me being too optimistic, but I also just, have, have you actually watched wrestling? To You can't make that kind of judgment. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, of but, course. So, so basically what happened on SmackDown um, is um, Daniel Bryan beat Bad News Barrett and is seems to now he's going to be in the intercontinental picture. So now it looks like you have... So now it's we were talking about the prestige of the intercontinental and the U.S. championships. Now you have a situation where Cena is competing for the U.S. title. Bryan is in the intercontinental picture. Is I mean, is that them trying to boost the title, or is that like this is a good place for these guys to go over here while we put Reigns, shoot Reigns to the moon? I mean, I I, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and and the, the what I was going to say about the pre-show, I can get Yeah, I was going to ask now. you what was that, yeah. There was a great interview. It was Renee Young and Dean Ambrose where she was interviewing about, about the Intercontinental title. And, yeah. And he spent the entire interview putting the title over and saying how important it was and how important it was to him. And because he's so over, you know, it makes the, the title seem important. If you put that title on Daniel Bryan, it becomes more important. John yeah. Cena caring about the U.S. title makes that title important. So even if those are the places where they're slotted right now, it's it makes total sense. I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, seeing Daniel Bryan feud for the IC title for a while. I mean, Jericho popped up and down between the world title and the IC belt. Yeah. I mean, like his matches with Mysterio over the IC belt were some of the their best. That was like their best feud, and like and you, you had you had guys like that 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 is. I feel like that maybe they're returning to that where that's the kind of spot that that is instead of. It seems like the last couple of years they just had no idea. Remember when Dean Ambrose had the U.S. title? Yeah, and he never when, defended it. And he like yeah. and he defended it like three times. Benson and I yeah. saw saw one of his defenses live. Like we like like yeah, one of his like three defenses the whole yeah. time he had the belt. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's uh, but like now they're making them important again. Like you yeah. care and, yeah. and partially that's because the world title's not on. T- like you almost forget that there's a world champion, which is which is not good, but. These other belts are, are important, and I, I actually really enjoyed the match. Um, I, I like the ending, but it, but again, it felt it goes back to the thing. This is just a table setter for WrestleMania. Yeah, I knew that the feud wasn't going to end no matter what happened. I like uh, I love Dean Ambrose stealing the title. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. The whole like forcing him into signing that whole thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah. just Ambrose is so over right now, and that's where. I'm I'm glad that they're giving him stuff to do because I feel like there was a minute where I was really concerned that I'm like they're just gonna let this go to waste, like because he seemed like there was a minute where he was at the main event. He was I thought they were kicking him off for like a Cena feud or something, and right. then it just he kept getting pudged down, and I'm like, what are they doing? He's so over because like <laughs> every time, like I mean that was one of the things that I would look forward to on some of these Raws that have been so such a mess. Is you know, um, you know, Ambrose is gonna come out and do some crazy shit, and the crowd's gonna go crazy, and so I, I I'm glad that they're at least 
hopefully gonna keep running with him. I he's just he's so over right now. It's it's weird when he, when they don't acknowledge that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I love Barrett as a heel. I actually wish they put him on the mic a little bit more. Oh like yeah, his bad, his bad news stuff is great, and he hasn't. Uh, he didn't. The fact that he didn't come to the ring and give and and uh, and lead off with it. I've got a bad news for you. The fact that he didn't do that was kind of disappointing to me. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, it was it was for what it was. It was okay. It wasn't great. All right. Well, then we had again the, the bathroom break match, which is unfortunate, but. Um, they got Nikki Bella defeating Paige via pinfall to retain the Divas title. And I just, I, I agree, I agree with you about Nikki Bella, but I don't. I, in a world where Paige exists, like how does Nikki Bella just be so dominant? I don't understand. Yeah, it should be. It should be about her. She should be like the heel CM Punk, where she would cheat and do anything it takes to hold on to the title because that's more important than anything. Um, yeah. But they they play you know they're building her up because she probably uh, you know I mean she's not a gigantic girl but they're tall the Bellas are fairly tall so she yeah. can get away with being sort of the monster heel in the division. That being said, that's not necessarily you know that doesn't necessarily fit her. I I would have liked to have seen more cheating, especially since yeah. she's got three with her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean it all it's it also goes back to they. The way they resolved the Bree Nikki feud was a very lackluster. Sure. Like, oh, by the way, like they're not mad at each other anymore. Even though, like, that would that could have been a really good feud, yep. and it just kind of fizzled it out, fizzled out. Like it started off, you had those crazy promos with like they brought in their brother and all that that <laughs> super like that stuff, and and then and then it just went to like, oh, she's she. I mean, I get that they they did a callback to WrestleMania 28, but mm-hmm. um, they didn't really mention that that's what that was, and and it they just kind of moved on. They did that on a Raw, didn't they? They didn't do it at the at a pay per view. Oh, when when she kissed eight, isn't that how AJ yeah. lost the belt? Or was I'm not I'm not remembering. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, maybe it, it was because she yeah, kissed AJ because AJ kissed Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yeah. That I remember that. So that they kind of did that. So I guess that's the re. But then that still doesn't explain why Nick like breeze all of a sudden like, oh, I like my sister now. Well, they didn't explain it. They just said, well, she likes her now. (laughs) She was like her slave for like thirty days, and then she was just on her team. So I guess is it Stockholm syndrome? Is that what happened? Like (laughs) that 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 has to be it. The funny thing is the feud between the two of them took sucked the heat out of. Maybe the best, the hottest feud of the summer, which was Brie Bella and Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, you know, they just they blew that off too early, I think. Yeah. All right. Um. And then moving on to what I was, in I was really impressed with this match was the Rusev defeating John Cena via ref stoppage. Yeah. Yeah. Great match. It was a really good match. Well, like this is well, where. Sure. This is where people like the Cena haters. I just don't see how you can, like, he was great in that match, and he he made Rusev look like a million bucks. Yeah, and Rusev did the same for him. Like, yeah, Rusev you know, is Rusev is a great sell. Like he can sell like nobody's biz. Yeah. yeah, 
and he plays that mo- that unstoppable monster really like it just if if he loses at WrestleMania it makes perfect sense and mm-hmm. they they did everything they needed to do to set it up and and like yeah. you said so many people hate John Cena but the guy doesn't have bad matches no i i don't think he does and that's where i i again i for me the turning point on Cena was I know it took Benson a lot longer, but the turning point for me I was, was... I was for a while, I'll admit. I've turned, I've turned around. <laughs> but for me, it was the Punk-Cena match before WrestleMania 29, which was... that's That was like the match of the year that year on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, and then uh, that was actually our first MVWS argument was I was... Benson tried to say that that Cena Hurricane Rana was like the weakest Hurricane. Well, Rana I stand first. by that. That Hurricane Rana looked like garbage. The I just watched it again. Good. It's not that I'll bad. He <laughs> <laughs> tried really hard. He tried really. I could try really hard. It wouldn't make it a good Hurricane Rana. I think I that's one hundred percent just the original statements there. Hey, I just give him props for trying it because that I think that was him clearly trying to. Say something to the five moves of Doom people. <laughs> like, hey, come on. You reminded me. Maybe I'll go back to my Cena after that. Well, yeah. well, then, then it was the the Cena Brian match, which we we were. Oh, right, yeah. We watched that live, and that was a phenomenal match. And mm-hmm. for me, that was I was like, okay, I, I, I understand the, why Cena is who he is and where he is, and and then his promos, that promo he did with Heyman. Um, before SummerSlam this past year was one of the best promos I've seen him do ever. Yeah. And he's done a lot of good promos, and and so I I have a, I have all the respect for Cena. Um, but in this match especially, I think it was it did a great again as you pointed as we pointed out many times it it set the stage for the WrestleMania match. Yeah. yeah but and, but it was great in its own right. Yeah. And I love. Uh, uh, he's he's such a great heel, Rusev is. Uh, and I, I I actually just to go back for a second to Brad News Barrett and and uh, um, Dean Ambrose. One of the great touches that Barrett has as a heel, especially in that match, was his continuing attempts to escape the yes. ring. Like gr- like when two guys tell a story, even if the match isn't great, it it definitely elevates it. And and everything, all the little things that Rusev and Cena did in this match helped to elevate it. And the fact that he that he had to cheat to win, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's ref stoppage, but really it's because he kicked him in the balls and then put him back in the accolade. Like all of that stuff, him trying to escape the hold was, you know, it was just great. All the all the reversals, they they yeah. really like pulled out all the stops. Definitely, which leads us into our final match, which, again, I, I mean, the purpose of this match was to, it's, it's, I guess, try to, try to quell the uprising. But Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan clean, pinfall, yeah. no interference. Like I was really worried. Oh, we just lost Benson. Um, well, he'll be back. <laughs> oh, hold on, I gotta. Change this, but um, I was really worried that there was going to be some corporate BS, like some some authority thing or something. Oh wait, I forgot. We didn't. I guess we should talk about. I guess it's not on here because it really wasn't a match. I I just pasted the results, but the Sting. Okay. I guess we should talk about the Sting uh, 
Triple H confrontation. Yes. Yeah, uh, I was and, gone and for a second. Promo. Oh yeah, the okay, that's right. Okay, sorry. I'm I should I should have gone for some more detailed results. Let's talk about that first. So Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, sorry. I talked over Hal for a second by mistake and then it wasn't addressed. So I apologize for talking over you and I'm glad you can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> my my um, the Hangouts app had crashed. I had to relaunch the yeah. it's on my end. So um let's talk about the Undertaker thing. So unannounced like just comp- I was not expecting for a minute I thought it would be, I think for everybody thought for a minute it was the Undertaker yeah. coming out. And so when that but then when the casket came out I'm like Oh my God, Bray Wyatt's gonna be in that casket, and he's gonna pop out, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I liked it too. I, I had the same thought you did. I was like, Wow, they're bringing up the Undertaker to address Bray Wyatt. We're gonna get this settled. And then when they wheeled up the the coffin, and it, it looked like a shoebox. Yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, there's no way Undertaker's in there. There is no, no way. <laughs> but it was great. I mean, he's so he. <laughs> They've been. This is one of those matches that it looks like they're kind of throwing together a little bit. And I yeah. know he's been he's been throwing, uh, you know, cutting these sort of nondescript promos that could have been the Undertaker, could not have been the Undertaker. But yeah. um, ever since ever since he started de- uh, feuding with Dean Ambrose, it's really kind of elevated him. And then the Rumble, he was great in the Rumble. Like they've been building him towards this, and it's a great. Yeah, like logical next step. This is months of building this up. This is what when he started doing about. those promos at the Rumble. That's why I was because he was. I the last time I'd seen anybody do that was CM Punk. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I was. Um, I wish he had done it a little bit more because like he eliminated Daniel Bryan. Like he was, and they just it just kind of happened and they didn't really make it a thing, which is a bummer. But yeah. um, I I I think. I, I like the way they're developing this match. I I don't even I mean, I think it would be cool if we don't even see Undertaker till WrestleMania. I like that they're kind of because they're you know, I think this is their way of because um I don't know, Michelle I follow Michelle McCool on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she posted a video, I guess they were doing some charity thing, and it was her and Undertaker and Undertaker is in great shape again. Like I don't know how he does it, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I he feel gets like help from Satan. Brother. Yeah, I think he has a Lazarus pit in his backyard <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. Because <laughs> he, because there's, because so every year this is the cycle. This is the Undertaker cycle every year. Around November, December, you start seeing these pictures of him that look like he is a walking Garbage. corpse. Like yeah. he just, and then and then everybody's like, oh, he's not wrestling this year. And then he magically like appears, and he's, and yeah, well, he goes, he lays down, and then he sits up, and then he's Undertaker again. So, but this video with him and Michelle McCool, it looked like, I mean, he looked he looks better than he did last year. So I think he's been training hard. It's pretty obvious that he's been training real hard, and I think his goal is, I as I said last week. I think he's, I think he's gonna do this match, and I think I think he want I think he's gonna do one more in Texas because WrestleMania is in Texas next year, and I think there's some significance to that because Undertaker is a very proud Texan, and sure. he has said on the record that's he wants to retire. He wants his last gonna, match to be in Texas. He's gonna bring back the American badass for the Texas match. <laughs> Go out. <laughs> 
He comes out with Fred Durst. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In a sidecar. Oh. Oh <laughs> I was just I was watching some videos from the old SmackDown games because I had vaguely remembered that in one of them um, you could actually play as Fred Durst. He was like a hidden character. <laughs> yep. And I was like, did I make that up in my head? And then I looked on YouTube. <laughs> nope. No, I did not. Was I think that... it, was this, it was one of the PS2 games. Was it SmackDown Know Your Role? Yeah, I think so. Yep. <laughs> and you could also pick up the... You could pick up an entire motorcycle by the rear wheel and swing it at people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, let me like ask you something. Life. Let me ask you something, Hallie. I pitched this scenario to Brendo last week, and I don't, we're going a little long. I don't want to. I don't want to get too long, but I do want to give you this hypothetical. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, so let's say WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania next year. This is in Texas. You're you're there. Uh, it's gonna be Undertaker versus Ryback. And the word is going around. I'm gonna add a little to it that I didn't give Brendo last week. Word is going around that. It's going to end with Ryback uh, uh, doing a pile driver on Undertaker. You're at a bar. You overhear Ryback bragging about how he doesn't even need to practice. He's never practiced pile driver. Doesn't need to rehearse. <laughs> You're certain that there's like a 90% chance Undertaker will die if he gets into that ring. What What do you do to try to prevent this match from happening? <laughs> I mean, you've set up. <laughs> this is a real... Uh... This is a horrendous yeah. scenario. I yeah. feel like I feel like if they book that match, they probably want him to die. He probably is <laughs> horrible. They've discovered some skeleton in his closet. Awful. And this is their of mice and men. Don't you look at the rabbit? Pet the rabbit. So the are rabbit. you saying? Are, are you saying that you then let it happen because you feel like it has been set up for that? Yeah, but I, my favorite part of this is Ryback in a bar bragging about how he doesn't need yeah. to practice. Yeah, I feel like that might be something that he does, though. <laughs> I think through the power of positive. Oh, he's probably thinking. in his house reading the secret and. Yeah. Yeah. He's moved, on, he's moved on to the four agreements. Yeah, all he has to do is believe that he can he can do the pile driver, and then he yeah. will. <laughs> Brett, uh, Brett and I agreed that we would need to kneecap Undertaker to make sure he was too injured to pro- to participate. By which that you mean just plan. just touch his kneecap and it would shatter it on its own? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. But then we were worried about, like, what if he managed to get a hold of one of <laughs> like, us? Because oh, yeah. he's, he's still the Undertaker. Yeah, so I'm and like, he, he, wants to, he wants to participate in this match. Yeah, he, uh, he probably would kill you. would die in the process. <laughs> is, your war, is your life worth more or less than the Undertaker's? That's the big <laughs> so question. That was that. also where the discussion led. Yeah. What, I, I went I went to an Undertaker signing when I was 17 and I was terrified the whole time because he is a big scary biker dude surrounded by his security guards are bikers so it's just like it's just a lot of bikers and you're just like this is kind of scary. This but is around. the one where you at you too. Well, I I had my sharpie had like run out of ink and I don't know if he was trying to be in character or what but he like threw it at me. <laughs> But then he was like, he's like, I have one here you can use. But he was nice, but he still threw my Sharpie back at me. Maybe he was playing with you. I think yeah. he was, but it's still this, because I, I, this, this big, tatted dude, like, <laughs> I don't know, I was I was just like, uh, thank you. Uh, Tina Belcher kind of like, uh. um, but, but yeah, so so I, I was excited. I'm excited. I, I, I think it'll be cool. The, I've 
my probably my right behind Daniel Bryan winning the championship markout moment in WrestleMania was just the Undertaker entrance. So, Benson, I, you're in for a real treat. Like an under a full-on Undertaker entrance at WrestleMania. It's, <laughs> they're always awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. And hopefully he won't die. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, on that note, should we should we do some plugs and get out of here? Well, just real quick before we get out of here, let's let's discuss. I mean, we talked we about it for more, right. We have the we have Daniel Bryan and we have the Sting Triple H. Yeah, we have two more. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Actually, I'm you know uh, I, I don't want to keep out till I know we said now. Oh, we'll before, and... we'll plug nothing. We have to get through this card. <laughs> okay, I like Very this attitude. I like... <laughs> okay, so Sting Triple H. Um, I I mean I love Sting. I, every Benson no Benson witnessed my Sting oh, yeah. mark out at Comic Con where I basically screamed like a girl for about a. Yeah. When Sting came at the Mattel panel, uh, Brento lost his goddamn mind. <laughs> he was so happy to be there. <laughs> I just was, I knew, I, I was just so, because I, the last time, I was, I, I was at a Nitro in 97 where Sting came down from the rafters, and that was the craziest, the, the biggest, like, they talk about it on the vignette that they did, like, um, I think it was Booker T or Diamond Dallas Page is talking about how it got to a point where anything Sting did, the crowd would just go freaking crazy. Like all he had to do at Nitro was just appear in the crowd because you had that Tony Schiavone like it's Sting, it's Sting. Like just I just remember he would he would he didn't do anything and he would just go ape shit. Like I think at the one that the Nitro that I was at, he came down from the ceiling, he pointed his bat at people, and that's all he did. And you would have thought that, like, just, it was the moonlight. Like, people were going crazy. And so that's the, I don't know. Just, that's the energy you brought to that's the That's the energy that I brought. <laughs> and that's why I'm, I'm excited for this match. I don't, I just, I'm excited to see Sting. I know he's, he's a little old, but he's been training for this match for a year. He's known for a year that it's going to happen. So I think he's got, I think if he's got one left in him, this is about as good of a match as we can get because I've come to terms with the fact that if he wrestled with The Undertaker, one or both of them may have died and they probably would have blown up about halfway through the match. Yeah. You can't have two hobbly old dudes in the ring. Like, you you got to have at least... Like, Triple H is, is in good shape, and I think mm -hmm. he can, when need be, he'll carry that match if right. need be. Um and and so I think I I and I also like the fact that Sting hasn't talked yet. I like it. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I I wish there had been a, a, a little bit more uh, in terms of theatrics when he came to the ring. Yeah. Especially with everything that he set up. But I, I get uh, I get that with the Undertaker Bray Wyatt segment, it wouldn't have made a lot of sense for him to do the same thing and yeah. just have it be like guys in big foam scorpion outfits <laughs> lining the ramp. Yeah. Because. Um, I had to. I this is. I don't normally reply to like Reddit threads just because it seems pointless to me. But they were talking about how, how does Sting not come down for the rafters? I'm like, um, nobody is ever gonna come down from the rafters ever again, yeah. ever. Like, get yep. that's never going to happen ever. And if you don't know why, then or you don't you don't agree, then I'm sorry. You're, it's never gonna happen. So I've come to terms with that also. <laughs> Yep. As cool as it was, like that would be completely inappropriate, and um, I don't even. I, I mean, Sting himself has said he would never do that ever. 
Like, yeah. they just, it would never happen. So, yeah. but I still think it'll be some, they'll probably do some cool entrance. Also, watching some of the old Sting clips, like, did they make a deal with New Line or something? Because he is, there's times where his makeup is straight up the crow. Like, do they have a copyright? I don't know. Can you copyright a makeup style? I don't know. I'm sure if they, if you can, Gene Simmons has already done it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But there were, because I think when they first did it, he was straight up crow, and then they kind of dialed it back a little bit. Because <laughs> I watched the first, the Nitro where he first came out in the paint, and it was straight up, he is the crow, and then they kind of, they made it more like streaks. Yeah. So, but I'm I'm just excited for it. It made it made me excited for the match, so I me think too. it did what it was supposed to do. Um, now, could it have been done? Did it need to take up a pay-per-view slot? I don't know. I mean, I guess that was them trying to increase interest in the in Fastlane and in the network. Yeah. Oh, Sting showed up. I better you know I I've been watching the network for free, or I better get the network. It, build, it builds interest, so it makes sense from a yeah. marketing standpoint, at least. Yeah. Okay, and then finally, the match that, I mean, everybody, this was the main event. Roman Reigns defeats Brian, Dan and Brian via pinfall clean. And I and I was just, that was the thing I was most grateful for, that um, there was no shoddy finish, there was no interference. I've had, I mean, as, as I mean, I, I, I just, I've been, I've, it's gotten so old with the the authority interfering in everything, so I was glad that that didn't happen. What did yeah, you guys but, think? Uh, between the match and then Daniel Bryan the next night on Raw talking oh about my, Roman Reigns. The next night on Raw, that was between Paul Heyman and Daniel Bryan. That was yeah. even for me. That was a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like they are. It's nice that they're they're making a legitimate effort to to put over Reigns. Yeah, but at the, some point, Rumble. it just, I'm like, okay, guys, okay. Well, after Daniel Bryan, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, after Daniel Bryan's speech, the, the, the crowd clearly still wasn't quite sure, so that's why you need to double tap that, bring out Paul Heyman. Yeah, and then, right. and then to finally bring it home when <laughs> they had him, they had, like, Roman Reigns let Daniel Bryan, they had that whole thing at the end of the tag match. And then he just he just he smiled and they they like instead right, of that was a bit much. That's what it crossed the line for me. That was. I a bit feel much. like that was almost yeah again like that was they really push 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 push. Uh, I, I they definitely are doing everything they can to get Reigns over, but I I have to say that match was. Uh, there's I don't know what else they could have done to make that yeah. match any better. Yeah, they both, they really guys, like the story of it was great with Brian like. With Brian going in just straight up saying, I'm a better wrestler than you, I'm smarter than you are, I don't care how big you are, I'm going to beat you. And then Reigns just being a powerhouse, they both they both made each other look like a million bucks, and it's yeah. Reigns, like, by far the best singles match Reigns has had. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it was, it was, it was, it made me, it, it made me go back and, because um, I was, I thought that the because he had a match with Randy Orton at SummerSlam last year that I that I thought was all right that they made that match look terrible. <laughs> like it did. <laughs> and part of that is Reigns. Like I, I actually he's improved a lot. Yeah, I came, I came out of it thinking like, oh, he actually he and Brock Lesnar are actually gonna have a decent match. And, yeah. And yeah. like just to armchair book this, what I would do 
is keep them sort of orbiting one another, Brian and, and Reigns, and then turn Reigns heel. And and uh, after Brock Lesnar drops the title, have Reigns cheat to win, and then put him with Heyman. Have Heyman ditch Lesnar to go with Reigns, and then and then have Reigns and Brian feud over the summer and have him chase the title. Yeah, I, I that that would be my situation. I feel like, as we talked about last week, um, I think we're I think we're gonna. What what do you think is gonna happen with? Um, where does Rollins fit into all this with the money and with the with the briefcase? Is uh, that gonna be the summer feud? Like I, I don't know. I for, I forgot. I what I really wanted to have happen was have Reigns win and then have Rollins immediately cash in on him. Uh, here's what I hope happens. I hope that that's what happens because I feel yeah. like the crowd. I think it's the swerve that they need to 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 end that show on like a on a less predictable note. And then going into Monday Night Raw, having Reigns being the one chasing the title, yeah, that could be how they f- really put this over. Because again, it's very clear to me that Vince is all in with Reigns, and I think my theory on the reason why is because the whole reason this is the whole reason Undertaker lost lost the streak was to set this up. And I don't, I think Vince is like, I did this, and I needed to make it count. And also, I mean, he's he's a very it's it's also a lot of hubris on mm-hmm. his part that like I know best and but I think the big thing is like for the sake of Taker like making this worth something to turn in like I that's how that's why I knew he wasn't gonna just abandon Reigns because there's too much invested in this so but I would I would like to see some kind of surprise I feel like at this point. I mean, not that it's bad that the ending is a foregone conclusion, especially the way they're booking things. Like, I just, I would like to see some kind of surprise at WrestleMania like that. I, I, nobody's ever cashed in at WrestleMania. It would be pretty cool. And and Rollins is the best heel in the company, hands. Oh down. my God, it, it, they, that's. I mean, if that's one thing they have been doing right, it's, 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 it's him. Like he's 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 an amazing heel. He's, yeah. He's, he's got tons of heat. Everything well, as soon as he's a heat magnet for when he get when he put him involved in something. Yeah. So, um, I I and I think that's the re I think there's there's a reason why they haven't pulled the trigger on Reigns Rollins yet is because I think they want to save it for a main event title feud. So I don't know I I, I one can hope we can I mean I just I just. I don't know. I would. I don't. I'm. I. I. I like WrestleMania so much, and I like wrestling so much that I don't want to see. Like a. I just. I just would be bummed if people were bummed at the end of WrestleMania. Like it was just like, oh, well, that was. I don't know. I'm. I, I just. I'm. I guess I'm a mark in that sense that I just. I want it to be a fun show and a good show just because I like it so much. I don't know. Sure. Also, uh, we're gonna be there and. Benson and I will never forget the feeling of leaving SummerSlam when Orton cashed in, and just that feeling when the whole crowd just is just pissed <laughs> off, like <laughs> mad, <laughs> just heavy malaise over the entire crowd leaving the stable center. That was like it was so palpable. It was like <laughs> wow, that was that was that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, what, one more thing, uh, not not related to the main event, but also from the pre-show. 
because it's another it's another build for a match that's not going to happen at WrestleMania. Yeah, smartly won't. Which is which was the Miz TV segment. Yeah, uh, with Paul Heyman, the Miz Miz Dow. Like it, it's at times it's felt like like uh, Ross and Rachel, like those first two seasons <laughs> of Friends. The will they won't they? And you get to a point with those where you're like, just pull the trigger already. Yeah. But to their to to their credit, to creative's credit, and to both guys' credit, they continue to build. And Miz is, Miz is a fantastic heel, and the the way that they continue to play it, if if uh, for people who are listening who didn't see it, basically he comes out, he talks down the Miz, makes him sit in the corner, yeah, and makes him sit and face the corner turnbuckle, like just the yeah. amount of humiliation, and every time you see that look on uh, Miz Dow's face. Like is this is gonna be the time I clock yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, it's gonna happen. Finally it's gonna happen. Out. Yeah. I think I think probably that uh, my prediction is that uh, Mizdow will eliminate uh, Miz mistakenly yeah. from the battle royale. I and think that's it's gonna, definitely gonna be the battle royal. Um, yeah. So my last question before we wrap things up here, um, I was I was thinking about this today. How do you sell the battle royal is something legitimate when um, the previous year's winner like immediately got buried after winning it. Um, and and then I thought about this: Is the Andre the Giant Battle Royal um, this year a vehicle for putting for putting over heel Sheamus? Oh, that's a good. I think they're probably going to put heel Sheamus with Brian if they don't stick him with the IC title match. But are we going to? Is this still happening? The, the possible Brian Sheamus match? Like, I feel like this has been like something every year. Sheamus Brian. Well, it was going to be last year until Daniel Bryan again willed himself into the main event. Um, but I don't know. What are you guys? I mean, I, what are you guys' thoughts on Sheamus? Uh, I like him. Um. Uh... He's improved since he started. I, again, he's I don't think he's all the way there still. He's definitely a lot better than when he started. He's uh I, mean, I don't know. I like heel Sheamus. I mean, I like Sheamus yeah. overall, but I think heel Sheamus yeah. that could definitely be something. There's so, something there, definitely. For sure. I just I I mean, I feel like they need some kind of thing to happen at that battle royal to kind of re-emphasize its importance cuz Right now, I think people are like, oh, yeah, that happened, and then Cesaro won, and then he had that... Like, I watched that Raw after WrestleMania 30 again, and he was so over, like, so... That was when they were singing along... We were, I was there, we were singing along to the song, like, we were doing the thing, like, it was just crazy, and then just, it seemed like... After that, it was just continuous downward spiral... <laughs> but at least now he's kind of recovered from that, and but I, I I feel like I I really hope that they can do something cool at the battle royal to because I I mean I like I like I think it's a good it's a good idea it at least gives it lets them use everybody that mm -hmm. it gives more people a chance to do things and they can hopefully use it to develop some storylines like you said the Miz Mizdow thing I hope that that's where something happens. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, so so going into WrestleMania, what's your guys' outlook? Are you are you feeling good? Feeling pretty good? Uh, I'm excited. I, I think I know they're gonna throw a lot of stuff together, but 
Um, I think they still have enough time to build a decent show, and I, I think ultimately it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one to watch. I think they're gonna be some really good matches mm-hmm. at the at the top and middle of the card. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I think I think there's a good chance it'll be spotty, but I but I I think I think the parts that are good are gonna be really good. I think it's gonna hit some some highs. They're gonna be a very a lot of fun. Cool. All right. Um, on that note, I think um, Hal, thank you for being with us on the show. Any last plugs or anything else you would like to discuss? Sure, sure. I'll plug four things, but I'll do it quickly. Okay. Uh, if you do not listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour or Welcome to Night Vale, you should subscribe to those on iTunes. Um, and there's, like I said, there's some fun Thrilling Adventure Hour stuff coming up. So go to thrillingadventurehour.com for it. Uh, new comic book has just been released. The Sparks Nevada issue one is out. And I've got mine. Sitting right next to issue right one now. is coming out. It's a great comic book, right? I'll agree, yeah. It's amazing. Um, two more things. Uh, one is I have a channel with a friend of mine named Len Peralta, and it's uh, youtube.com slash animationfilms with a U instead of, a, of an A at the beginning. Uh, and there are fun little improvised pieces of art that we do together. And uh, Mark Gagliardi from the Thrilling Adventure Hour and and uh, and I have uh, started our own podcast. We just recorded episode one, and that's going to be coming out soon. Oh, uh, I like so that. Look for uh, "We Got This" is the name of it, and look for it on iTunes soon. Nice. It should be on there soon. Awesome. Awesome. Well, as always, thank you for being on the show. Um, hopefully, we All can right. have you on again post WrestleMania. I would love it. Please. Are uh, are tickets still available to any of the the live dates for the Thrilling Match Hour or Night Vale? <sighs> Uh, uh, Night Vale, there are still tickets available, specifically for Philadelphia. I think there are still some left, so I'd love for that to sell out. And uh, again, if you if you sign up for the newsletter and and follow uh, follow us on Twitter at Thrilling ADV and on Facebook, that's the best way to know when tickets are available. Because I think right now we're sold out, but they do hold back uh, some groups of tickets and release them to fans through uh, through those channels. Yeah, I'm hoping to get some to those channels. Sweet. Uh, but I'll, I'll definitely vouch for those. I've been to Night Vale, Thrilling Adventure Hour, and The Crossover, and I can say they were all great shows, so I'll, I'll definitely vouch for those. Everyone should go be seeing those if they have the chance. Thank you very much. Awesome. And uh, you can check us out, mbwspod.com. We are at mbwspodcast on Twitter, um, benviewnetwork.com. Benson, we got some new shows. Yeah, uh, new shows, uh, Grissom on the Run, sports show about the Atlanta Braves, uh, hosted by our friend Matt Esposito from Nerds Eye View, and uh, Dinner Party Small Talk, which is a really uh, excellent uh, sketch comedy show. They do sketches, characters, lots of fun stuff. Uh, check those out at BenViewNetwork.com, uh, as well as all the shows that I host on there. You know the ones I say them every time. Yeah. We got Popsicles, we got Radio yeah. Brendo Man, um, where we're going to be recording a Radio Brendo Man um, Hopefully, we're, we're going to hopefully record it at... We're going to be at Long Beach Comic Expo on Sunday. If anybody's going to be there, we're going to be hanging out there. So if you see us, we'll give you stickers. And um, I think we're we're going to have... We're going to try and get Derek to be on the show. So probably didn't do Radio Brendo Man with Derek Armijo. This fall goes well this weekend. And uh, I think that's it. I'm at Brendo Man on Twitter. At Dr. Matt Benson. With a DR. And then, um, again, if you're going to be in 
the Bay Area for WrestleMania, let us know on Facebook. I posted a link to WrestleCon on the Facebook page. Um, also, check out WWN Live for the Evolve events. We're going to be at those. Um, they just announced a main event, a second main event match. I just this is this is breaking breaking news. news. Hold on, I gosh, got to find the page now. Just they just announced, and I, I accidentally closed it. Um, oh boy! But it's uh, it's oh yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be uh, Ar Fox versus uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh nice! Um, in the secondary main event, the primary main event is uh, is uh, Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre against uh, against um, uh, PJ Black, also known as Justin Gabriel. So that's gonna be awesome. And uh, if you guys are gonna be there, let us know because we'll be there. And uh, I think that's going to do it. So for uh, Matt Brendo's Wrestling Show, one more time, thank you for being on, Hal. And um, I'm Brendan Creasy. Matt Benson. And have a good one, everybody. We'll see you next time. It's on time. We're taking over the prime time. Crosses, you're stepping over the fine line But we can take this to the center of the ring And when the bell dings, it's time to go I'll hit the top rope while you're bleeding No, slam me with the chair in the back of your head Put you through a table, now you're thinking you're dead As I climb the ladder and reclaim the belts You're going home with a face full of welts We came to win, well you better know It's Matt and Brendo's Wrestling Show This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.